Welcome to the Mindset Explosion podcast. Unlock your true self and your full potential with me, Matt Redman. I truly believe the rising tide raises all ships and we have so much to give the world. It comes from within and it starts with ourselves. We all have the potential to live our dreams, do the things we thought we couldn't and take full control of our own lives. Sometimes we just feel stuck. It, all it takes is that first step. Take a listen. And if you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget, share it with a friend. Give us a five-star review. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Mindset Explosion, season four, would you believe? We're on episode 29. And today, uh, really been looking forward to this Introducing Ben Wilson from the Real Minded Method. I'm going to be introduced, or Real Minded, will be introducing, I hope at some point, Ben, the Real Minded Method. Find out a little bit more about your story. Um, but thanks for coming on today, buddy. Really appreciate it. I know you're so busy, um, but I, you know, I spoke to you last week and we just talked a little bit before we came on uh, that you've got such a passion for helping people, you know getting through with mental health, preventing it. I, I feel you've got some really great tools that you can share with anyone watching or listening on the podcast. And if you are listening, don't forget, dropping a nice five-star review and share it and tag someone in because you never know someone that maybe uh, come across this, it may just really help them quite a lot. So just a few words, Ben, uh, tell us, you know, a little bit more about what you do and what, um, you know, the Real Minded is all about. Thanks, Matt. Firstly, brother, massive thanks um, for reaching out. Really appreciate it. Great to connect to you last week. Um, so uh, what would you like to know? I feel like I need to put my glasses on so we can both be uh, yeah. together. <laughs> um, there you go. No, no, it's all good. Um, so my, my name's Ben. Uh, I'm an NHS paramedic by trade. And um, I think it's about, gosh, uh, four or five years ago now, um, uh, I was just... Uh, having a stroll uh, around a very well-known supermarket. If I tap my back pocket, that might give a clue as to where it was. And um, and I suddenly just felt really unwell. And I felt really shaky, really sweaty. I wanted to be sick. And I just I just had to bail out. So, you know, I uh, so I did. And uh, I kept feeling like this and uh, did nothing about it. Just put, pushed it down and just thought, oh, I'll be okay, I'll crack on. And then um, I was up in my spiritual home in North Wales uh, with my family, kayaking, getting out on the sea, building sandcastles, having a few beers, all the standard stuff that, you know, we know is good for us and we, we all love to do. And out of nowhere, I started to experience some flashbacks, some really quite nasty flashbacks to do with my time uh, working alongside the British Army and also as an NHS paramedic. In fact, more so as an NHS paramedic. And uh, to cut a very long story short, I had some really quite nasty physical symptoms and I was rushed into A&E into recess twice actually and had loads of uh, really quite embarrassing tests done and after a long time I was really surprisingly diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder with associated anxiety depression and that started my journey into this um, pandemic that is mental health and I think um, Matt what I'm really passionate about sharing is is my story so people don't make the same mistakes that I made because for years I just crushed it. I just buried it down. And uh, I was really, really lucky. I had some medication and uh, I had some awesome help from a, a top guy called Tom, who was a clinical psychologist. And I had to take a few months off work, but I made a full recovery. 
but that started this thirst for knowledge you know as a guy i had to know how on earth i'd ended up in a and e um and what i found is that you read all the books you do all these courses um you know you speak to professionals you have medication but nobody can explain to you why you became unwell and i was desperate to understand the why and therefore what i could do about it and uh, that started the whole journey and from there i developed um the real minded program or the real minded method and what that is is it's a preventative method to teach us all why we react as we do to certain things in life because if we can understand why and how we react to things then we can control it and if we can control it then we can prevent this horrible build up of anxiety and depression that we know from research can lead to some really quite debilitating diseases and i think it's important to let you know i'm not talking about some of the psychotic diseases like psychosis or the more serious ones by bipolar what i'm really passionate about is this build up of anxiety and depression and you know just look at the stats you know we've been going through this horrible pandemic of covid thanks a lot you know but actually this mental health issue is also a really bad pandemic it's actually affecting more people you know and if you look at the latest stats coming out of the government for last year 74% of us um report feeling really unable to cope at the moment you know not helped by covid you know half of all gp consultations last year included a mental health issue you know so if you start to dig down into the into the here comes the science bit it's actually pretty scary i mean one in three of us are diagnosed with a mental health condition in our lifetime and take medication for it um but this is the killer it's largely preventable so if we can start to talk about our mental well-being and our mental health on the same way as we do our physical health then fantastic so my whole goal is to get out there and share the stories about me and what i went through and the subsequent coping mechanisms that i went through because i know that it can have a massive impact and it can stop people ending up in ane which is what happened to me what which is you know to the the massively extreme to obviously got to yeah, yeah of course <clears throat> uh, oh, by the way lisa kent has said that i don't know if you can see the comments ben so that's uh, your sifu's uh, wife hi lisa ah uh, yeah 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 Speaking <laughs> of going out to Ken family, awesome. Yay. Um, so do you feel when this hit you? I mean, you mentioned like obviously time in the army and being a paramedic. Yeah. Did like for me, I think when I look back on some of the things with myself, I feel that it, maybe this has been part of me for a lot of my life. But it just like you said, it, it kind of it's there and it gets put down and that maybe I didn't even feel I needed to talk about it. And out of nowhere, it, hey, hello, it's like a jack-in-the-box. It's like winding up with that little, that little tune. Ta-da, here I am. Do you, you got it? Go on, sorry. No, absolutely, you got it. What you're talking about there is that pressure pot mm. of the build and the build. And all that is, is stress and anxiety, okay? And I'll talk about the difference between those two in a minute, because if you can understand the difference between those two, you can learn to control them. But that's absolutely what it is. And it impacts absolutely everybody. And I think the biggest issue we've got in this country is we just don't talk about it. Yeah. So at the lower end of the scale, sometimes just saying to a colleague or a friend, hey, are you okay? You don't see yourself at the moment, can make a massive difference. And other times, like me, we bury it because we stupidly, naively think that's the strongest thing to do, which absolutely isn't. And we end up having to have you know, medical intervention. 
Yeah. But but if you were walking across the street and you sadly get hit by a double-decker bus and you break your leg, everyone gives you loads of sympathy and it's not your fault. Agreed? Yeah. 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 You know, and there's no shame if the surgeon says to you, here's some nice medication for you to take for a few months to get rid of the pain that's in your leg. Okay. There's no stigma attached to that. We all just go, oh, poor Matt. You know, what a shame. Hope he gets better. What can we do to help? But yet, if you get struck down with uh, a compound buildup of anxiety and depression, which means that you you can't live like you would normally live, then people tend to react by saying, oh, gosh, thank God that wasn't me. And they almost tend to not want to speak to you about it. You know, and we need to stop that. We need to be able to normalize discussions around it. You know, and the whole point of um, real minded is if you take the word real, that's an acronym. The R stands for realize. So realize when you're starting to react badly. The E is to explore, explore why you're acting badly. The A is to act. So you, you put in coping mechanisms to stop you feeling like that. And then the L is learn to live. You know, and if you, if you follow a really simple systematic method, on the whole, we know from scientific research, we can stop that buildup, you know, and that's what I'm passionate about. It's getting that message out. So what, I'll give you a good example. You and I are old enough to remember this, but um, when we were at school, we're all taught about um, what's good for us physically. We're taught that exercise is good. We're taught, you know, we're told sleep is good, you know, and we're told, you know, not to drink too much. We're told not to smoke. We're told to eat healthily. Because if we don't, it might lead to things like a stroke or a heart attack. And then furthermore, when we get a bit older, we're taught the warning signs of a stroke or a heart attack. But who, when we were younger, told us the equivalent for our mental health? Nobody. Mm. And we're still not there. So one of my big passions, and I was talking to a chief exec of, a, of the Kids Mental Health Foundation yesterday, you know, it needs to be getting out into the curriculum as well. You know, Think of it like this. So 17.9 million working days were lost in the UK last year due to stress and anxiety. It's crazy amounts, absolutely crazy amounts. If we can get people to start talking about it a bit more and we can get people to start thinking about their mental health on equal par with their physical health, then we can absolutely start to really help people. You know, I mean, one of, one of the saddest things when I was um, researching all of this and, and writing the program was, you know, death by suicide, which is the absolute extreme, isn't it? It really yeah. is. Yeah. You know, last year that went up 50% in the 15 to 24 year olds, you know, it's, and it's going up 10% in all the other age categories. It's, you know, it really is a pandemic. Um, but if we can get it on the grassroots level and we can change people's mindset and how they think about things and how they react to things, then we can really help prevent it. And we ultimately, it's about saving lives, isn't it? 100%. And I think you said the word pandemic. So we've all just gone through, a, what, 18, two, let's say coming up two years, right, of um, the, the world. And how fast, whether anyone's a, a vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, it's totally irrelevant. The, the point is that the world moved to try and eradicate whatever this is. And sometimes that's a bit frustrating for me because I, for what you've just said, we had a pandemic before that. We had a pandemic. We got a pandemic of obesity. Never mind. Yeah. Hey, maybe mental health as well. A lot of things are linked, you know, into mental health. Um, and it's been a pandemic for so long. And I guess because, it, and it's crazy to think that I was stood out in the garden last year watching and a rocket fly over my, <laughs> fly, you know, when they did the rocket last year, we can fly to the moon if we want to. We're probably not far from getting 
out into space to go to Mars and everything else. And we're still stuck on so many um, core things. And you know yourself, when we're working on our mindset, working from the inside out quite a lot, you know, and you, you said it in the, the whole, the real, it's, you know, it's understanding where it's some, so sometimes it's a bit frustrating to think as a flipping human race that we still struggle with so many things that we got a lot of work to do on. But hey, in time, hopefully, you know, if, if until we, t people like yourself are taking that step forward and coming out and saying, look, this is what happened. And this is some tools that to, to sort that out. The more of us that do it, the better. I, I do feel we've, you know, it's evolved. It's evolving, uh, but still such a long way to go. Such a long way to go. It's it's 100% going in the right way. But I'll, I'll tell you a bit of a story. So um, I work for the NHS at the moment. and I work within the COVID response service. Um, and uh, I was moved into that as soon as the pandemic hit this country. But before that, I was lucky enough to be training um, certain groups of individuals. Uh, and th those groups of individuals uh, were um, ex-military, highly skilled operators that were, were working for a branch of the government. And my role was to teach them medical skills, medical skills. But I was asked by their doctor to start running just a bit of a workshop on mental well-being and resilience. So I thought, Do you know what, I'm going to just tell them my story. And I was really quite scared about doing that. But we ended up talking for about three hours and these these hulking great guys were breaking down, they were crying, they were sharing stories, there was a lot of laughter, a lot of what I would call black humour, which is a way of a coping mechanism in those sort of environments. And from there, I thought, you know what, I'm going to break down my recovery and my learnt coping methods that we know work from all the scientific research, and I'm going to share it with them. And they came back and said, wow, this has made such a difference. So I then thought, you know what, I'm going to go and deliver it in a school or in a business. And anyone who will listen to me, because I wanted to share my story so nobody made the same mistakes that I made, you know. And um, for whatever reason, it hit a bit of a nerve, which was great. And, um, and, and my experience of working with those guys and training with them was that, you know, we all suffer from our mental health, no matter what we look like on the outside. You know, you know male, female, young, old, we can look as tough as you like. You know, but that, that's the mask that we put up for, for our work, okay? And, and actually beneath that mask is the real us. Um, and it's about changing that mindset and changing how we think about things. And one of the things I'm really passionate about is explaining to people what is actually going on physically and mentally in our brains when we're feeling stressed, when we're feeling anxious, when we have a panic attack. Because if we can understand those things, we can then control them. If we can control them, we can then prevent them. Uh, definitely. And, and I think sometimes, again, you've, uh, it's a key thing you've said is the physical. Now, for me physically, um, I was pushing my, as the littlest thing, but my tongue was getting pushed into my teeth. I, my tongue, I was that stressed. It looked like I had bite indentations, indentations on the side. Okay. And, and I thought I'd bit my tongue. Um, and I think I did the one time because it pushed it out. That yeah, yeah. Been on a plane. Ah, oh, my God, what the hell have I just done? Went yeah. to the dentist. Uh, so I think I bit my tongue. It was, I think it was almost getting a, an infection. He, he said, no, you haven't bit it at all. Are you stressed at the moment. He, he got me to like open, close my mouth, talked about it a few times. So it was a sign. And even with the body and my stress, um, my back would start to ache, my knees start to ache. And obviously you, on the other hand, you've had even more to the extreme. So, um, so, so that obviously that all built up that internal stress um 
you got it you got it it's about the holistic approach yeah okay how we feel mentally affects how we are physically and how we are physically affects how we are mentally okay and they're always interlinked they're always intertwined and we need to put equal measure of importance on each of them so we carry a lot of stress in our shoulders in our neck and the muscles in our face that's probably where your stress came from yeah. uh, other things like that people will clench the jaw or people might get a little a little um nervous titch on their eye these are all these these are all stress symptoms coming out physically because we're not dealing with them mentally so another classic is um, people get sweaty palms don't they or they start mm -hmm. to sweat like they're feeling really anxious so do you know why that is matt no, no, go on, go on. Okay, so I'll tell you why it is. This is what I'm all about. If we can understand it and normalize it. So the reason that we sweat when we get really nervous or anxious or stressed is actually a really old Neanderthal response way back from when we were all cave people, okay? And it's a tiny part of the brain called the amygdala and it puts us into fight and flight mode and one of the responses is sweating and it's to make us less slippery so we can't get caught by predators. That is it. But that part of our brain and that response hasn't changed for millennium. All right. Do you know something, Ben? I was talking to, I, I, I won't put a name out, but I was talking to a very good friend of mine yesterday um, who's re recovering from addiction. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting what you said at the beginning about you, you took the scientific approach. Mm -hmm. and what you just said there about that part of the brain is exactly the same thing for him to help him recover, to understand what was going on, why um why these things were happening and, and everyone's different i always think there's different approaches to everything and you've got to find the one that's going to work for you not just you know random things but sometimes you have it's a bit of a try this one out if it's working happy day stick on that but yeah it's so interesting with that and i feel you know, we have a lot of human you know part of our instinct as we're born is and it is caveman is the end for everyone that look at it, it it's there and i think it's very important what you you know, it's great what you're doing because it's very important once we understand that. You got it. You got it. It's about understanding. And yeah. within the program, um, we talk about all those physical symptoms that we all get at some point in our in our lives. You know, the butterflies in the tummy, yep. the, pins, the pins and needles tingling in the hands and the face and the feet. And we give an answer to all of them that are scientific fact. You know, and people come up to you afterwards and they go, God, I suffered like that for years, but you've just normalized it. And now I can talk about it. And I go, great, brilliant. There you go. Yeah. You know, um, and it, it's okay to feel like that. I think it's really important at this point to emphasize to people that actually stress and anxiety are a normal response that are actually really healthy for us. You know, yeah. if you're going to take your driving test, if you're going to, if you're about to go on stage, if you're about to go on a hot date, you know, it's normal to feel a bit stressed because what it does is it heightens our whole body and it helps us respond better. Um, and the only time it gets bad is if it lasts for, for more than a few days and it starts to impact our, what we call activities of daily living. Um, so that's always one of my key messages. Stress and anxiety are really normal actually, you know, and we should be grateful for them. They're only unnormal when they last for too long and start to impact how we live. hundred percent. And this goes back to what you just said, it's your body's warming you up for something anyway. You start you got it getting warmed up so it's yeah um very sophisticated yeah. computer we have in our brain if we can understand how to use it absolutely but i think for me i've taken the science and i've simplified it into a story which i hope everyone can understand and and really get to the bottom of and uh, for me it's about a librarian that lives in our brain and uh, and they respond to everything that we learn and see 
And um, you're right about it being a supercomputer. The brain will respond in 0.04 seconds to whatever is in front of us. Okay. So that dinosaur coming to eat us, as an example. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the car veering off the road, for example. Yeah. And that response is designed to save our lives. And that response hasn't changed for thousands of years. The rest of our brain has, as we've evolved as a society, but that part in the amygdala has not. And we need to understand it. But I guess now is also a good point, if you want to, to distinguish the massive difference between stress and anxiety. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. So key message here, I guess, for anyone that's listening or watching, stress is an external response. So stress is a response to something that is happening in front of us, you know, that massive bill to pay, okay? Yeah, or, yeah. You know, the mugger with the knife coming at you in the dark alley as you're walking home. They're all actual things that are in front of you that you have to deal with, all right? That is stress. Anxiety is internal. Stress is external. Anxiety is internal. And anxiety is something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So with that, I like to say that with anxiety, you're suffering with your own imagination. Yeah? Okay, so you want a holiday, and you're off to the Caribbean with your best mate or your loved one tomorrow, but you're lying in bed because all you can think about is the plane dropping out of the sky. Mm -hmm. Okay, And your mind starts playing tricks on you. Okay, That little part in the brain, the amygdala or the librarian, okay, he or she cannot distinguish between what is a real threat, an external threat, and what is an imagination threat, the internal threat. And they respond in exactly the same way when it puts our body into fight and flight. Okay, and that's one of the key messages of, of the Real Minded Method, and it's exploring that. And, and we do exercises within the workshops to, to get people to explore that. And then and then we break it down so they can understand why they've responded as they have, so they can then understand it, so they can then control it. And then the next part is we then go on and we look at the coping methods that actually we all know about, Matt. It's all common sense. Yeah. But we're so busy and hectic now that we're not putting time aside for them. Uh, time is the key issue there, I think. So, um, because we, I, I guess sometimes it's that um, avoidance of pain. <laughs> can use fitness as an example. So, people don't want to maybe get fit because they don't want the pain of that initial thing, but it's, there's going to be a long term pain coming and it's not going to be great. Short term pain, long term gain, brother. That's the one. That's the one. What about? So, yeah. Um, I've lost what I was going to say now, but, but I, I, I like the analogy. Well, I like the you know, understanding of the, the stress and anxiety. And that is true it, it, when it becomes internal. What is that um, false emotions appearing real? It Absolutely. Like, right. Yeah. And they, they, they can control us a little bit. Well, they control us a little bit and control us a lot. So do you feel that um, a lot of time on the podcast, uh, Ben, I might talk about, um, you know, we're in control of, if we can have a mindset shift, um, if we're not there already, where 10% of what happens to us, we have no control of them, and I accept that, but the other 90% on how I can deal with it and, of course, prevent it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's about choosing how we react to things. So I'll, I'll give you a good example of this. So I was talking to a, a chap in his 70s recently uh, who I was doing a bit of work with because, you know, he felt he'd lost his way, he retired, and... Um, you know, he felt it was coming towards the end of his life. It absolutely wasn't. And he said things to me like, oh, you know, I've got to get up in the morning. I've got to go and see my, you know, my kids. You know, I've got to go and do the shopping. 
And I said, you're thinking about it in the wrong way. You replace the word got with the word get. I get to get up in the morning. I get to go and see the children. I get to go shopping, you know? And it's little subtle changes like that that make a massive difference. If, if we're in the gym, we're working out, we can't straight away go and pick up a 40 kg barbell and start curling with it. Mm. We can't. We have to build up slowly and repetitively over three, four months. And it's exactly the same with our brain. And I always say to people, you start making these little changes about how you react to things. Get rid of the word got, replace it with get. Get rid of the word should. I should go to the gym, put in could. I could go to the gym. It creates a positive link in your brain to going to do that. You keep doing that on a daily basis. And these little changes will build up into a much bigger change. One of my mantras is, if you change nothing, nothing changes. Yeah. So, you, so you can keep whinging and moaning at me. But if you're still drinking five bottles of wine every night, you know, and you're not doing any exercise and you're not connecting with real people all the time and you're, you're, you're being an ostrich, putting your head in the sand on your iPad or, you know, on social media, then that's not real life. You know, you're not going to expect any changes. So you're absolutely right. You know, you are in control of making the correct changes in your life to make you become the best version of you you can be, you know, mentally and physically. Definitely. I think Auntie Robin says uh, about the word should. If you keep saying should, I should do this, I should do that, then you're going to should all over yourself, basically. Absolutely. But we, we know this. This isn't just yeah. us talking rubbish. This is scientific fact. Yes. In the same way that we can train our muscle memory, we can train our brain and its memory to start to react to things in a much more positive light. Yeah, definitely. So kind of going back to um your journey what yeah. what would you say was the aha moment for you as like a i gotta change based on what we've been talking about and and also bringing it into um your why i know you've talked a bit about your why but um into what you're doing now so what was that i mean was it did you feel that coming uh like coming up did it just go boom there it is um and, and then suddenly you're in the hospital what was your aha moment i, I something that has to freaking change right now absolutely so i think with the beauty of hindsight and some knowledge um yeah. from, from taking a lot of online, <laughs> yeah yeah so so i started off by just doing a few online courses because i, I had to find out what happened to me and then you know these build up and you know as you're an adult when you're at school you learn because you have to learn when you're an adult you learn because you want to learn and there's a big difference there and so i just became almost obsessed with reading everything I could, and I ended up doing educational courses in psychology, CBT, and that's how I ended up becoming a qualified counsellor. And what I can say now, looking back with the beauty of hindsight and that knowledge, is that I've been suffering with anxiety, with occasional panic attacks for years, yeah. okay? But I've done nothing about it. I buried them and just cracked on because that's the traditional British stiff upper lip way, isn't it? So my aha moment was... Um, as I said, on holiday in North Wales, and I started to get flashbacks. And what I mean by that is I would see dead people that I'd been to as a paramedic, or I would see scenes that I dealt with. And the crazy thing is, is that I chose to put myself in those scenes. That was my choice to be there, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was at such crisis point that I was not sleeping for days, okay? And I was trembling. And um, I was so bad, I couldn't drive myself back home. I had to get family members to drive me four hours back home to have an emergency appointment with a GP. 
who immediately said, you need to go to hospital. And, and my physical symptoms were so bad. My heart rate was so high over such a prolonged period. They thought my heart was going to go bang. So yeah. that's why I ended up in recess. And that wasn't my aha stage because at that stage, my brain was just saying, save your life, save your life. Um, you literally feel you, that you are going to die. Yeah. It's, it's, the worst, it's the worst feeling ever. And uh, many of us have it. And I think the aha moment was when I was back home after a couple of weeks of being on some, some very strong tranquilizers um, just to really calm everything back down to then start again. And I started to see a clinical psychologist and the aha moment came when he said to me, it's not your fault. Stop feeling guilty about it. It's, be it's because you didn't recognize this buildup of stress and anxiety. You didn't deal with the trauma that you chose to put yourself in. Yeah. And it's, it's, accumulated over many years and it's come out bang yeah so that was my aha moment and that was the moment when i went i need to make some big changes in my life number one yeah i need to acknowledge the learning points and, and that's when i started this, this quest for knowledge you know and um you know anyone who would put up with me i would talk to them about it and you'll be amazed who comes out of the woodwork. Oh, my gosh. I was just about to say this. Yeah. 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 Things um, that said to me, you'll be amazed who comes out of the woodwork. You may yeah. be surprised that's not there, but that's okay because it just wasn't meant to be. But I think the people that come out of the woodwork, for, yeah, 100%. Yeah. And listen to those people. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that I've really learned, and I say this to everybody, is one of the core coping mechanisms within Real Minded is is – it's called connection. And what I mean by that is connect with people. And that's been really difficult during the pandemic. And I think that's probably a big reason why cases of stress and anxiety and depression have rocketed in the last year. We know that as a fact. Yeah. But it's about connecting with people. And I said to you earlier, when you say to people, I'm suffering my mental health, they often react very badly. They don't mean to. It's not their fault. But their initial reaction is, oh, thank God it's not me. And they will push you away a little bit. You know, and, and they don't mean to be doing that, but that is just how they're reacting. In fact, it's the same with many physical conditions. If you say to someone, I'm, I've been diagnosed with X, Y, or Z, they'll often say, I'm grateful it's not me. And that can be very difficult to take. But what yeah. you do learn are who those core people are. Okay. And it's what I call the support network. And in fact, it's what I call the M5 test. Do you know what that is? No, but I, I already like the sound of it. <laughs> so, um, the M5 test is, is really simple. If you're stuck on the motor at half three in the morning, who of mm. your friends come and pick you up? Ah, uh, okay. And I bet you that is less than on one hand. Okay. Yeah. And they're the people who, when you talk, they listen. Yeah. When you have bad times, they share them with you. But when they have good times, they want to celebrate them with you. You know, we all have many, many acquaintances, and that's great. That's really important. But it's what I call recent season lifetime. There's always a reason someone comes into your life. They're either there for a season, for a purpose, or they're there for a lifetime. The lifetime, guys and girls, you're talking five or six. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, similar, actually, Ben. You might be, again, it's a similar, different approach. But it's, 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 I say it's like a, it's like a tree. It's so similar to the seasons. So within our life, you know, our life is like a tree. So you have people that are your roots, and they'll be there forever. And it's just accepting that sometimes people might be the tree, or you're the tree, but some of the roots but some might be the branch and they might be there for a long time but sometimes branches do fall off yeah and some of the leaves and they're just there until the fall um, but i think for every 
you know, my, my inner circle is so, so important to me now. Uh, yeah. And like I said, I think, um, you know, I have like those acquaintances and people I, um, you know, I haven't seen for a long time. And I know it'd be like yesterday, but also there are just those odd few that I literally, I said, they're, they're, they're within the inner part and it, and I have to keep that. I have to maintain that. I have to real monitor it so that I don't have um, anything that will influence me in in a wrong way, in a bad way. I used to think. I think I said on a video before. I didn't think I was. I used to think I was quite hard to influence. But then when I look back on some of the things that <laughs> I went through, I thought, okay, that was a bit wasn't a great comment on mine or great thought process. But I think yeah, having that support network so so important. So absolutely right one and it's okay to say you know see you later to someone or um just right and, and bring those ones that like you said listening is listening is the biggest factor and I, um you know unfortunately still people that don't quite get the whole mental health thing or it's oh it's just a made-up thing it's not real it's, it's real what's when you've been there um anyway just kind of coming up nearish the end um so so grateful for you to come on and, and share only a portion, like a little window into yeah, everything yeah. you're doing, really. Um, what would you say coming out of this now? What has been your biggest win? When you look back down the mountain from the day where it's, oh my gosh, I'm going for it in the middle of it. What's been your biggest win coming out of all this? Do you know what? I've been really blessed. Uh, I've had a few. I guess my biggest win is when someone comes to one of the workshops and then they come up to me afterwards and they tell me their story. Or more importantly, they come to me or email me two or three weeks later. You know, And it's always the quiet ones. I haven't, haven't engaged, haven't said anything. And they come back two weeks later and they tell you their story and they say, thank you. you know, um, Or it's one of the guys who was ex-military I was working with. Um, he was in a really, really bad place, you know, and we, we were just lucky to connect and he came to a few workshops and his wife phoned me and she said, thank you so much. You know, you managed to achieve X, Y, and Z, you know, that's what it's about. That's what we're here to do, Matt. You yeah. know, we're, we're all people, everyone's got to remember, all of you guys listening and watching, you know, um, life is not about making a ton of money to buy loads of things that might make you feel better temporarily. Life is about going through experiences, showing those experiences, being kind and helping each other, you know? So my highs are when people come back to me and say that ha that's had a massive impact. You've really motivated me to make changes or, you know, I was feeling like this. I now feel like this because I'm using coping methods, you know, methods. Thank you so much. That, when I put my head on the pillow at night, is what it's all about. Brilliant. Brilliant. And um, all I say to people is, you know, normalize stuff. You know, yeah. just, by, just by saying to a colleague or a friend or even a stranger, hey, how you doing? Are you okay? That's all it needs. It's 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 it costs nothing, you know. So so do it, and you know, and you you never know the power that you might have with just a little comment. And that's all true. I just, I, I remember when people said that to me and reached out. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> them like there was a lifeline. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if 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 anybody wants to know any more about my story, um, it is there, warts and all, on my website. If anyone wants to know more about. Um, the facts to do with mental health in the UK, it's there on my website. Um, you know, there's some upcoming workshops that will be on my website. And, you know, to anyone who who needs a bit of support, because I know at the moment there's a three to four month waiting list 
um, within the NHS, very sadly, then please reach out and get in touch um, because that's what I'm all about. Brilliant. And you're on Insta, right? Yes, I am on Insta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Real Minded UK and the website is realminded.co.uk. Yeah, I've put the so I put the link um, is in the copy. So if anyone wants to find out more, I, I know you've got. Yeah, I know you've got um, a couple of speaking events coming up as well. Which yeah. Um, so and you said you got some workshops coming up. Is, is yeah. there anything that you are working on, or any kind of um, speaking events that are coming up that people can get uh, come along and hear what you well, want to say, find out a bit more? Yeah, we're in, we, we are in talks with a couple of local venues because um, people very kindly seem quite interested in. Uh, spreading the word which is great um, as soon as those have been finalized we'll get them up on the website they'll be on social media and then you know anyone is more than welcome um, I will say um, there's some quite uh, um, factual videos and pictures uh, of my own story on there um, but I do tailor um, the session to the audience so if I'm going to schools it'll be it'll be slightly lighter than if I'm delivering to adults oh definitely um, and if anyone wants to get in contact you whether it be a school or a workplace um so I guess they can just go through the, the website. You can absolutely go through the, 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 the website. My email address is ben at realminded.co.uk. And, you know, I'll happily help out anyone. Obviously, I'm still working within the NHS at the moment. But my absolute dream and my goal is to get these workshops into schools, onto the curriculum in every single business and every single home so that people start to normalize these discussions and treat their mental health on the same keel as they do their physical health. Oh, 100 100 million percent definitely within the schools yeah, yeah. Uh, we got yeah. well, starting anywhere is something for sure yeah no, so I'm, i am in talk with a couple of mps and, and some of the schools so fingers crossed fingers crossed oh my gosh cross prayers everything one last question before you go ben yeah so if you could go back to your younger self any point in time what would be the one piece of advice that you would give uh, be yourself and learn that it's okay to not be okay. Brilliant. Perfect. Perfect. 100%. Perfect. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Ben. I'm probably going to invite you back at some point because... It, Please you know, do. Yeah, Please do, yeah. To, yeah, a lot to cover. And I really appreciate you, know, you, you sharing what you shared. Uh, anyone still watching or listening on the podcast, please share... Um, Obviously, go and check out Ben's page. And if you want to get in contact, uh, drop a message in any of the comments and someone will get back to you for sure. Um, but of course, you know, if there's anyone you feel may benefit from this, share it with them or tag them in. Uh, you just never know. Just sometimes a few words can make such a big, big difference. That's it from both of us. Thank you once again, Ben. And I'll see everyone very soon. Peace and love always. Ciao Cheers, now. Matt. Thanks, brother. Take care, everyone. Stay happy. Hi, it's Matt Rubman again. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out my other podcasts. I've really interviewed some great people with some great stories talking about how they overcame and developed their own mindset. If you've enjoyed it that much, of course, give me a five-star review. Don't forget to share and like.